Hey everyone, this is Taylor Halverson from Book of Mormon Central. We've had a lot of requests to add our weekly Come Follow Me videos with myself and Tyler Griffin to our podcast. We are very excited to do this. However, just know that we use a lot of visuals in our videos. So if you ever want to see the visuals, check out Book of Mormon Central on YouTube. We hope you enjoy. Hello, I'm Tyler. And I'm Xander. Xander's the guy who, behind the scenes, takes care of all of our, our production side. So all of the, the, the cool pictures and the animations and the zooming in and the, and the editing and the fixing up everything we say wrong, Xander's the guy who's doing that. Xander, what do you want the audience to know? Well, first of all, we just want to say thank you for watching. We read all the comments. We really enjoy your feedback. If you have any more feedback, just let us know in the comments. Um, we just love hearing what you guys have to say, and we're doing this to help testimonies grow and our knowledge grow of the gospel. Um, today, for this week and Come Follow Me, they're focusing on general conference, and so we just kind of wanted to help prepare you guys for that general conference session and give some insights. This week for Come Follow Me, the, the manual leaves everything wide open because of general conference, and so we wanted to do a, a little add-on episode and share just a few thoughts with you about general conference as you and, and your loved ones or your family and your friends prepare to, uh, to learn what the Lord has in store for us during this general conference. Uh, one time I had the exciting opportunity to speak in general conference and it was amazing until the person next to me told me to be quiet so he could listen to the talk that was going on. Um, in all sincerity, this is a huge privilege that we have to sit at the feet of prophets, seers, and revelators and to hear line upon line, precept upon precept, as the Lord pours down more revelation, as the restoration continues to build and accelerate and climb as uh, the, the work spreads through the earth. Now, have you ever had the, the opportunity to really pause and reflect on what it would be like to stand at that particular podium, look into those particular cameras and, and teleprompters with that particular microphone sitting in front of you, pause and think for just a moment about what your, your audience is. As you, as you contemplate that audience across the world, it's every, every potential person on the whole earth, men, women, regardless of race, regardless of nation, regardless of, of language, and because of technology, not just the people alive right now, but people decades down the, the, the avenue of time are going to be able to have access to your words and here you stand ready to deliver that message. Um, this is a sobering thought. Because of the nature of that audience, what you have is it covers so many people across the world, it's kind of like an umbrella here, the people speaking at that general conference pulpit, they have to be, their commission is to speak in such a broad, broadly applicable way. That's why we call it general conference. It's for everyone. That's a sobering thought, that they have to 
seek heaven's inspiration to know what would be an uplift or a correction or a, um, an inspiration to everybody potentially in that audience. Here's the trick. When you and I watch General Conference, and because of the, the coronavirus this year, nobody will get to be uh, sitting in the conference center live with them, so we'll all be in the same boat watching it uh, using technology. But as we sit there and, and attend those general conference sessions virtually, our job is not to be victims. Um, Elder David A. Bednar has spoken multiple times about this topic, and I, I love his perspective of the contrast between being a victim or an object waiting to be acted upon by something else versus being an agent, somebody who comes with the power to act, the power to, to have agency and make choices. So the people who are going to speak, their job is to make it a general conference. Our job is to put a handle on it. Ours is to make it a specific conference. You'll notice that's how you find you. Sorry for the uh, play on words here. You get a handle on it by finding yourself in all of the generalities. Now, how do we do that? That means we don't go to conference without giving it very much thought. It, it ties into uh, Mosiah chapter 5, verse 13, King Benjamin. He asks his people three really, really important questions after his speech is, is concluded. He says, how knoweth a man the master whom he has not served, who is a stranger unto him, and who is far from the thoughts and the intents of his heart? How can you come to know Jesus if, if he's a total stranger, you've not served him, and you don't hardly ever think about him or feel after him? Same principle applies when you look at what General Conference allows us to do, this, this connecting point with heaven. If we give it no thought until the morning, Saturday morning session is ready to start and we just quickly turn it on and sit back and wait to be acted upon, then it's going to be a very general experience for us. And that's not a bad thing. I'm not making fun of that. I'm saying that that's really good, but if President Oaks uh, talk on good, better, best could be applied here. I think the idea is it's a good thing to watch General Conference. It's a better thing to watch General Conference with some specific questions in your mind, but it's the best thing if you can see General Conference as a means whereby you can receive direct inspiration from the Lord for your situation, your life, your family relationships, your struggles, by thinking deeply about what would the Savior have me do. Please, Heavenly Father, help guide me and my family as we move forward through the words of these living prophets. That becomes a much more intentional activity and an exercise that's more likely to leave us feeling more fulfilled. Um, let me give you the parable of the buckets for a minute. 
Have you ever walked out of a meeting thinking to yourself, that was amazing. I, I was edified, I was filled, I got, it was as if the speaker was speaking directly to me, and you had this amazing experience. And as you're walking out, you hear other people talking, they're like, man, well, that was boring. Didn't get anything out of that. Um, the reality is, is there are different levels of preparation for both speaker and hearer or learner. If I go into general conference with a thimble of preparation or a little sacrament cup size level of preparation and, and I sit down on my couch and I watch the, the general conference sessions, this is how much preparation I've done. At that point, the general authorities, these sisters and brothers who are standing at that pulpit, they could have done 50 gallons, a barrel, worth of preparation, that they've prepared their mind, their heart, their soul, and they're ready to dump all of this stuff out to share with us, but if my thimble is all I've got for preparation, that's all I'm going to get out of the talk. Um, if, on the other hand, I go in with a large bucket of preparation, then I am going to walk away more filled. Obviously, I have more capacity. I've, I've put more into this. I've, I've put more on the altar, so to speak. Rather than sitting back waiting to be acted upon, I'm going to the, to the general conference setting saying, I trust, I believe, I have deep faith that God is going to help me with my specific situation, my concerns, my questions, my internal struggles, through the words of his, of his appointed servants on the earth today. And I'm probably not going to get all the answers in one, in one general conference. <clears throat> but if I approach it right, it's going to take me one step higher than I was last general conference. And it becomes this stepwise progression as we try a little harder to be a little better, as President uh, Gordon B. Hinckley used to say. Now, one more thing to consider here. Um, in 2 Nephi chapter 7, uh, Jacob is quoting uh, Isaiah chapter 50 here. Listen carefully to verse 10 and 11 and see how this ties in to our opportunity this weekend to sit at the feet of prophets, seers, and revelators. Verse 10, who is among you that feareth the Lord? that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light. The, the King James Version <clears throat> and the Book of Mormon's uh, version of that Isaiah passage um, can be complemented beautifully if you look at some of the other translations of the, of the Isaiah uh, verses. For instance, the New International Version says this. So, if you follow along with your King James Version there, or with uh, Jacob's <coughs> quoting of the King James Version, listen to the NIV. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the word of his servant? Let the one who walks in the dark, who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord and rely on their God. I think what 
what Isaiah might be saying to us here, regardless of which English translation you use, is there comes a time when you and I have to trust. We were sent to this earth not to know everything up front, not to have everything work out perfectly the first time. We were sent here to be tested, to be tried, to be proven in all things, <clears throat> which means there will be lots of times where we're walking through the dark. We're trying to figure out what God wants us to do, and following his prophets is not blind faith. I would, by the way, highly recommend uh, a couple of books to you if you haven't read them, Bob Millett's Whatever Happened to Faith and the, the book called Faith is Not Blind by the Hafens, an incredible uh, set of books, those two in combination, this idea that even though it's dark, even though we don't have all the answers, um, we, we have enough. I think Elder Neil L. Anderson would say, you don't know everything, but you do know enough to be able to move forward in faith, even though it's very dark sometimes and it feels like blind faith at times, but it's not blind. It's deep faith. It's deep trust in God as we move forward. Now, here's the alternative. We can say, no, I'm not going to make leaps of faith. Look at verse 8, or sorry, verse 11 back in 2 Nephi 7. Behold, all ye that kindle fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks, walk in the light of your fire and in the sparks which ye have kindled, this shall ye have of my hand, ye shall lie down in sorrow. I think this is God's nice way of saying, do you trust me? Do you trust that I will give you what you need collectively, generally, when the timing is right? Now, there are a lot of people on the earth today who get frustrated because God's prophets aren't preaching doctrines that they want them to preach, and the fact is, is President Nielsen said uh, recently at BYU, he said, truth is truth, and the prophets and apostles are not authorized to teach what they want to teach or to pacify the, the world. They're only authorized to teach what the Lord Jesus Christ has commissioned them to teach as his special witnesses, and it won't always be popular. So as we go into this weekend, brothers and sisters, I hope and I pray for me, for you, for all of us, that we'll be able to genuinely look upward and say, Lord, is it I? Lord, what do I need to do to change? Rather than looking at the prophets and apostles and saying, they need to change, they need to do this. They are not sitting in their meetings in, in Salt Lake uh, wringing their hands saying, what can we do to oppress and bind down the people? They're in those meetings pouring their hearts out to heaven to guide and direct this work. This is not the church of the prophets. This is not the church of the apostles. This is the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and he is its head, and he will continue to guide it in, a, in, in ways that are miraculous, but we sometimes don't recognize that. So may, may the Lord bless you in your preparations that you can take in a very large bucket or barrel of preparation and then pour your heart out to the Lord, making it so that that bucket can now be filled up by the inspiration of the Lord 
as it comes through his chosen servants, those uh, brothers and sisters who will speak to us from the pulpit this weekend.